0: Business people, both men and women, now see that their traditional bases of the power, which might be have been their allies or their expertise, are no longer relevant in this environment, and that they need to upskill.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Management Cast, where some of the brightest minds in the business world explain the commercial concepts shaping industry today. This week, we have IMD Professor Jennifer Jordan back in the hot seat. Jennifer is a social psychologist and professor of leadership and organizational behavior at IMD. So last week, Jennifer, we spoke about the what. What is power? We talked about the difference between power and influence, and we discussed the misconceptions surrounding power. This week, I want to get a bit more practical, get into how people can build that power base in an organization and how they can recognize who is powerful. But before we get into those questions, I wanted to speak to you a little bit about the course that you teach at IMD and the kind of people that are coming to you looking for advice. Who's coming to your course? What do they want to know about power and why?
0: That's a great question, John. So I would say the people that come to my classes about power, it's pretty much everyone at every spectrum of, or at the full spectrum of of leadership. So people that are just starting their career, they're like, how do I get power? People that are towards the end that are like, you know, I know I'm adding value. I'm really having a hard time grasping power in my organization, doing it in a positive way. Some people are struggling to transform between power and status. So getting others to recognize their power and then turn it, as I mentioned in the previous episode, right, like going from status to leadership. So it really is individuals at the full range of their spectrum. It might even be people that are feeling like their power might be threatened, right? The power base that they used to have is not necessarily as valuable as it used to be. And in a world that is changing as rapidly as our world is, and in a world that is about digital transformation, this is often a question that I get, you know, what do I do now that my power base that once made me get status and get recognized is no longer valued?
1: And has the kind of person who's come to you changed over the years? Can you talk to me a little bit about their attributes? You spoke in our last episode about things like seniority, gender, age. Are these things, as a basis of power, still as relevant as they were? Sure.
0: So I think there are three questions in there. Let's start with the first one. Like, Has the type of person that comes to me changed? Um, I would say in the... 15 years since I have been teaching on power? No, the answer is not that they have not changed. Are the attributes that power is based on about a person or attributes about a person that gives them or takes away their power? Has that changed? Absolutely. And and this depends on, again, the context relevant nature of power, right? And this tends to say, based on the environment that you're in, the power bases will change. When I talk about power bases, that's essentially what gives someone power. Now, As long as an environment or as as soon as an environment changes, the power bases also change. So in the last 15 years, we certainly have had um, changes in our environment. So, you know, I teach a lot in the area of digital transformation. That is a classic area where the bases of power have changed. So what once got a leader recognition and got them to the top is now maybe not getting them that same recognition. So in a world where it is knowledge about Digital, and I don't say expert knowledge. You don't have to necessarily be a programmer yourself or an expert in AI to be able to drive a transformation. Business people, both men and women, now see that their traditional bases of the power, which might be have been their allies or their expertise, are no longer relevant in this in this environment, and that they need to upskill. And that realization often creates a sense of insecurity of like, okay, you know why would anyone listen to me? Why would my team listen to me? They're actually more expert than me. Their power base of expertise is stronger than mine. Now they wouldn't phrase it in that way, but essentially that's where their anxiety is coming from. Their power base or the power base that is dominant in that area or that environment, that domain, is not one that they possess. And that makes them question, why should I be a leader? Or what makes me a leader in this environment? So power bases are always changing. What makes somebody have power? I think that was one of your questions. Where are some of these bases of power coming from? They can be, as we just talked about, expertise. They can be your allies. They can be where you are in the hierarchy. They can be your network centrality. Do people have to go through you to get things done or to get information? They can be your degrees or your education, right? Are you a PhD? Are you an MD? Are you a JD? They can be your reputation in an environment. What are other people saying about you now? They can be also very unpolitically correct as we would say in English, on PC things. They can be gender. They can be age. They can be, in certain environments, your religious uh, affiliation. They can be your physical appearance. So all of these things also bring you power control over valued resources that other people desire.
1: And so how would someone map their power base? How would one figure out their power position, so to speak, in a given organization?
0: And I would say, like, the first thing I recommend to anyone, so you ask who comes to me, it can be often people that are making a transition in their work environment. So they're moving to a different company. They're moving to a different division within their own company, because even within an environment, the power bases can change. So what I recommend always to do when you're in a new environment, or even if you're in an old environment, but you haven't done this before, is what I call a power audit. And this is essentially to look at your environment and to say, what are the dominant power bases in my environment? And that essentially, how do you know what are the dominant power bases? You look around and you say, okay, who has power? Who has control? Who has influence? What things do they share? Is it a certain level of expertise? Is it their tenure in the organization? That they've been here for a long time? Is it that there are network central players? Is it that they have really strong allies? Is it whatever it might be, you know, oftentimes you can say, okay, who has power? Who do I recognize as power? What do they share? What are some of the attributes that they have in common? And that can help you to, you know, who are the mover and, movers and shakers, you could essentially say in your environment. And then from there, you would say, okay, these are the dominant, what I think are the dominant power bases. You could even check this with others, right? Not frame it in that way, but say, you know, what do you think in this environment makes people be influential or makes people be listened to by others. And that can that can also help you by checking it with others, maybe who are have been there a long time or who maybe have a different perspective. And then you would say, okay, once I know what are the dominant power bases, or I think I know what are the dominant power bases. Where am I on each of these? How much would I say I have that power base or I'm lacking it? And for the ones that you have, really thinking about, okay, how do I maintain these? How do I fortify them or make sure that they they stay? And how, if I don't have a power base, how would I actually get there? What would I need to do? Is it develop different expertise? Is it to network a bit more? Is it to talk to colleagues around me and get some allies? What do I need to do to develop these valued power bases in in my domain?
1: And let's talk about allies. You mentioned in our last conversation that power is social and power is dynamic. Can you build this power base alone?
0: You can do it alone. You can do it alone. Oftentimes that's you know, it's harder to do do it alone, as' it's true with anything, but certainly you can do it alone. Let's think about expertise-based power, right? That's often you going out and developing some kind of expertise that is valued in your in your context or in your environment. I'll give you, John, you, know, just an example in my own life. So I came from a very classic academic environment where essentially there were two dominant power bases. There was expertise. Were you the number one expert in a certain area of the literature? And you've written 20 papers in peer-reviewed journals in this domain. That gave you power. The other thing that gave you power was resources. Were you bringing in large government or private grants to the university? So in that environment, to, to rise up in the hierarchy or to get more power, which I guess would be the, the rising up in the hierarchy, I either had to publish more in my area and or get money, right? Get grants. And Certainly power bases also is important to know are mutually reinforcing. So developing more expertise sometimes helps you get more resources or getting more resources helps you get more allies. So there's also the mutual reinforcement of power bases. But then on top of that, I said, okay, you know, now I'm at IMD. It's very different from a classic academic university environment. I had to take about six months and do a power audit of my environment to say, what gives you power here at IMD? And through my assessment, I said, okay, reputation, what are clients saying about you? What are your colleagues saying about you? And network centrality, are you a central gatekeeper to important programs, clients, et cetera? And then I had to say, okay, my two power bases that I had in my old environment are not necessarily the dominant ones here. How do I make this transition from the old to the new? And I've had about now five and a half years to make that transition and I'm still working on it, uh, to be honest. So that's an example for my own life. And I've worked with many leaders to do that same kind of thing, especially when they get into this new environment and they're realizing like, wow, what got me there in my old environment is not going to get me here in my new one. And that sometimes can be very scary to people because there's very few things that people hold on to as much as, as their power. They sort of cling to it because of how much it is a currency and how important it is to getting where you want to get.
1: And do you think letting go of power and these kinds of transitions become harder with age?
0: No, I don't think it's harder with age. Actually, I think it's easier sometimes because maybe you've had more experience, so you can recognize power bases more easily. And also, perhaps you have that, and I'm going to use this term very very loosely, you have that wisdom to think about, okay, what do I need to do to get there? Now, if it's really expertise-based power, yeah, maybe if, you know, if it, it if it is about getting another degree or really training yourself or upskilling yourself in a certain domain, and you're at the last five years of your career, perhaps that makes it very hard. But I wouldn't say necessarily switching or transforming your power bases is harder as you age, not at all.
1: And when it comes to building your power base, can you fake it till you make it to a certain degree? Is that possible?
0: I don't think you can fake the power bases. I think you can fake your confidence that you have these power bases until you actually get them, which are two different things, right? Like, well, I guess you can fake expertise, but hopefully your environment is curious enough and airtight enough that you can't skate too far on just faking expertise. So I would say like you cannot fake that, you can't fake that you have allies or that you're a a network central player before people start to question that. And I think in a, wise environment. People started to question that fairly soon. Now, can you fake your lack of security and your insecurity, kind of cover up your insecurity while you're building those power bases and your self-confidence? Yes, I think you can do that. But I would strongly recommend that you are sincerely and genuinely building those power bases in a very real way rather than just faking it. Because I, as I said, environments fairly quickly uncover your lack of a true power base.
1: Okay, so a word of warning there about trying to fake it. And in this episode, you've also spoken about how to do a power audit and the challenges of letting go of power. The last time we spoke, you mentioned certain attributes that may make you powerful. And I wanted to come back to that with my final question and ask whether you thought there were any particular characteristics which translate across all fields, or that could be seen as universally valuable for building a power base.
0: I actually am going to make a very bold statement and say, actually, there are no characteristics which translate across all fields. Some fields really care about expertise. It doesn't matter how confident or how awkward you are in your confidence. Some fields, it's really all about network centrality. Uh, Let's say that we're talking about the modeling or fashion world. Maybe it's all about physical appearance, right? That's what gives you power. Maybe in some domains, it's all about money that you possess. So no, there are no, as strong as that may seem, there are no bases of power that are universally valued.
1: Okay, Jennifer, I think that's a great place to finish up this week. Thank you again for coming on Management Cast. And just a reminder for all of our listeners, Jennifer Jordan is a social psychologist and a professor of leadership and organizational behavior at IMD. Next time on the show, we'll be speaking again about the pitfalls to avoid when building a power base within your organization. Thanks so much, we'll see you next time.